the River City Podcast Federation. Well, it could be bad, it could be sad, it could be a thing you find hard to swallow. Might make you laugh, might make you cry, might be a thing you forget about tomorrow. But when all is said and done, we hope you had some fun. One reason that you would is that this might be... This might be good. I'm speaking brown person here here in Portland. So. Yeah. Get your hand out of my pocket. Right. <laughs> He's trying to tear down the wall already. <laughs> Just with his voice. Yeah. Crumble the wall. Either that or they like they like understand a little too much. You know what I mean? Mm. I get it. I get your plight. I understand. I'm with you, brother. <laughs> brother. I'm with brother. you. Can I get you a With Starbucks, you, amigo? Can I- <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you like listen to your voice sometimes and hate certain affectations that your accent has or your voice has? Yeah, are you talking about me? Just yeah, you have like way? more and more that I hang out with you. The more you have more, like I can hear the rural Oregon in your voice. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that that's where I'm from. And then can I you give examples. I can't now because it, it. But when when you listen, because I'm a communications major, but you can hear it in his voice. Okay. When he like gets relaxed and he laughs, and, and it, it's kind of like when you see. Have you ever seen those movies? So like Disney was a big thing, right? And then mm-hmm. they had that guy that was like the. Secret we certainly of, were. Rest the, in peace, Disney. The Secret of Nim. <laughs> Remember that guy? Yeah. So like you know how they were like generic uh, Disney movies. Uh, That's what that, Rio said. That Don Bluth. Like. Yeah, Don Bluth. Yeah. Don Bluth is great, but he yeah, wasn't but he nowhere was, near he was the like quality. Super racist and yeah. sexist but yeah. yeah he came great. from he came from the disney yeah. camp so right yeah yeah exactly allegedly because yeah. they have so many lawyers yeah exactly so but that you can hear, gonna hear it you can like like you know that joke that you have about build a wall you can yeah. kind of hear that you kind of sound like if <laughs> if iago was canadian or something <laughs> you can hear it in your voice <laughs> like you're like this guy's ripping off a trademark like that's what you sound like it's very rare that's a good time yeah that's start funny. us off well, hi, um, hi, hi, hey! <laughs> Welcome to, to this, this might, might be, be good. good. Sorry, I know your intro so well now that I can just do well, it no with shit. you. You've it's been called here the Brandy, whole time, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what episode is this? Producer forty-five. Randy? Episode forty-five. I'm Jono. I'm Alex Rios, and I'm the president. <laughs> Number forty-five, <laughs> Donald J. Trump. It's just the you Donald are. Trump you, special. Him, yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah. This is the Donald Trump yeah. special. Welcome. We have uh, uh, the president here. Oh, oh, man, what did you guys us? think about that speech yesterday? Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, you, you did Nailed really it. good. Nailed Nailed it. It. Any racial, yeah. racial slur, yeah. racial, 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 racial. You didn't say any racial slurs. How's Rachel doing? She's a real, you know, Rachel. Non-disclo- <laughs> non-disclosure agreement. She signed it. Let's not talk about it. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> in, in studio today, uh, we have fellow Federation uh, extraordinaire. I like that John, you can hear that he likes wrestling. He just loves the Federation part. I don't It's know. River That's City Federation. You can just say the whole thing. It's fine. R- uh, like, River you, City Podcast or Federation. Or I, I like I like that you just said Federation. Or it's it, it, it's it makes you sound like you know like cool like in the club. Like I think I I think of like Star Wars. Yeah, don't, or it. Star Trek because don't they have like the Federation? <laughs> I don't know. Is that the song? Is it? 
Is that not <laughs> fucking with you? Is that the? It's the this episode should be called. This episode should be called. Uh, please don't sue us. We're, we're using so many. Disney yeah. owns all of this, and we're just gonna. This, uh-huh. Please gonna, send a cease and desist first. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. David Mascoro is here. Hello. Whoa. Live and in person. Well, all up in this bitch. Happy to be yeah. here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. How you doing? I'm doing good. He's live with us now, fuckface. Okay. I get that it's a recorded thing that's going out they, they, later. They they have like that's a- That's what we do. They have like, a, we do. like me and Posse relationship. That's what they have. Yeah. yeah. So they have to do that and just let it get yeah, out. Yeah, essentially we're both fat. We call both, each other fat. They both eat tacos together? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we've beds. never eaten tacos together. We do not, we do not eat two meals back to back and then Randy too much alcohol. Randy would never alcohol. eat a taco, but <laughs> he then, loves a hot yeah. dog. But do you share a bed like Alex and Adam? Because they shared a bed for a very long time. <laughs> it was more just like him sleeping on my bed and me sleeping on him. Is what yeah. it was. It was like, it was like a Russian. He is a bed. Yeah, he Russian, is. He's a bed. A Russian but bedding like, nesting. But like a Murphy was, bed yeah. that someone threw out. Like that's what he has. Like, <laughs> like it goes up at the wrong time. That's Posse's body. It's got a giant lump yeah. in the middle. Yeah. Oh yeah, he looks like a Murphy bed covered in like like tobacco spit. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Just like <laughs> just gross. And a Posse looks like. Yeah. <laughs> if we titled the episodes, that would be the title. Yeah. Every time he gets up, his knees go. <laughs> <laughs> at, at, at 50 we start titling okay <laughs> fine with that all right anyway welcome to the fucking podcast dude. yeah thanks for having me how the hell are you i'm doing good having a good day uh wednesday nice <coughs> is that yeah. what today is right how was everybody's thursday. wednesday it's wednesday. Well, wednesday he's telling us about his that's fine yeah no yeah, please yeah just just went to work uh worked out at the gym Took a shower quick so I wouldn't smell like. So I listen to the episode where you're like, "Oh, Randall can't." Randall was gone because he smelled like balls, and I was like, "I get that. I get that <laughs> total." Like when you go to the gym and you're like doing that one. You know, is it a girl ex? Someone told are, me this is a girl ex. Like, where you're doing the the thigh master, the thigh master the one, Suzanne Summers, where you're showing master. everybody you, your crotch. Did you just ask that if that was for girls? Someone not, said yeah. that was that was the girl exercising one. is for girls. Am I right? <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Quit. You're high fiving a box of donuts. <laughs> just like, yeah, you're my friends, right? They're, I got at least twelve friends. <laughs> That's right. Plus all all the <laughs> Baker's dozen. You know, <laughs> thirteen friends. Baker's dozen. Sometimes thirteen. 13. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, it was, it was a fun day. How's everybody? I'm I'm liking the sun more and more. I'm glad it's coming back. Yes. Tonight's a it was super out. Oh, highly, way. highly disagree with this statement. No, the light, the 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 late winter sun is the best. It's the best thing. It's interesting because it's, it's still cool outside, but you get a little bit of warmth. It's it's, it's fucking not, perfect. It's I, I look. I've said it a million times before on this podcast. I moved away from the sunshine for a reason. I don't want to be hot all the time. Well, it fucking bothers John, me. It's because you grew up on the sun. On the right. sun. Like, and pretty Arizona, much. Not I, like... I did, too, but I can still show an appreciation for, for a late winter sun. So, yeah, like, the sun is nice I mean, when yeah, you're Yeah, it's not... nice. But well, I'm, so what kind but of I'm still wearing my, like, full-blown winter clothes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not like, easing off that shit yet. So, like, well, I, go, have... I, look, I still, like, in the early, early morning dew, I still look out of my shitty fucking basement apartment window and it looks cold as balls and then i go outside and, and i'm burning up and that bothers me that's cool and guess that you... what it's my fault so fuck me right <laughs> i really i really like that you call your high blood pressure you know just the heat that's what i like, I like that it's hot so hot in here it's just your heart working over to, I, it is. i'm gonna start it doing is. that i'm gonna start calling it that it's hot 
Why am I sweating? Because like, I'm fucking dying. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> like, yeah. m- like my girlfriend will put like her like hand on my stomach, but oh, it's so warm, and I'm just like, it's high blood. Pr- it's just I'm dying. <laughs> oh man, I'm exactly. dying. Yeah, exactly. I'm dying. And then, like, yeah, it's high find- blood pressure. It's literally the stress of having to pay one bill that I don't want to pay. Yeah. But you know yeah. how you know you're f- like not you specifically, Alex. But you well, know how I'm like the subjective man. you. I'm you know you know you're man. fat. It's when you when you when you're touching warm parts and you hit a really cold part. You're like that's the that's the yeah like your finger. Tips? Yeah, weird. that's the prosciutto yeah. part of my body. Yeah. Yeah. That should be thinly my, my sliced. Love handle, like oh, yeah. right yeah. above my So cold. Butt. You're like, that's yeah. nothing. That's not doing anything. There's yeah. nothing. Yeah, like it's literally a cold cut. Yeah. It's just actually cold, and it's it looks boars. like a hoagie. We should get boar's head just... tattoos. That'd be fun. Yeah, I'm on just, just on board. Just on our guts. I'm on board. Yeah. Did you hear what that was bad. Yeah, yep. good job. Cool. <laughs> so this has been. This might be good. Um, Shoot, shootery your mouth. All right, never mind. That's that's <laughs> that's, right, that's, that's that was, uh, nice yeah. save. Nice save. Um, fucking yeah. Uh, I got I got uh, forced to take a day off yesterday. Okay. Oh. Why? I work for a doctor's office. Yeah. And which they, one? Address. <laughs> tax ID. Dr. Oz. <laughs> I work for Dr. Dr. Phil. Six. He works behind a curtain. Make, like, I work why, for why? Dr. Phil. I'm his personal fucking head slash ball shiner. Wow. Oh. You're terrible for working for that monster. That's a good gig. I'm just saying. It's good. It's decent money. Um, what's weird is that it's here in Portland. You know what I mean? Anyway. No. So I, I on Monday, Sunday night, I my girlfriend and I had both eaten same food real bad real late and my stomach was a fucking wreck just pooping and the indigestion was insane yummy um and so monday this is the first time i've done it since i've been at this new job i texted my boss and i was like hey um can i come in literally i asked i was like can i come in a couple hours late you know, food, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, sure, no problem. Fucking half hour later, she was like, you know what? We're really trying to watch hours, so just take the day. And I was like, cool. I feel like garbage. Mm-hmm. I will take it. And this wasn't one of those bullshit, like, I was hungover, like, I want a Monday off days. It was like, I genuinely felt like garbage. I took one of those recently. Um, do you think people that do, do you off. think managers that have shitty employees just say, "Yeah, we're watching hours"? I feel like that's an excuse. What do you mean they're watching well, well, hours? No, we uh, it's a really fucking small practice, and my boss is actually, for the most part, really fucking cool. Yeah, and she's a friend of a friend. That's how I got the job. I'm like super great. That's how everyone for gets it. jobs in Portland. Yeah. no one's ever just like that's how I've gotten jobs gone on Indeed all my life. Our ZipRecruiter.com. Right, right, By the way, yeah. would love to have them as sponsors on the podcast. We should do yeah. ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter. Because if anyone's listening to podcasts, it's unemployed people. Holy <laughs> shit, that's, that's true. Yeah, that's holy true. god. Very so true. Get, let's get them on. Board. I need to look into that. Yes, yeah. good point. Well, and also some people that are employed like listen to podcasts, but like on the ha- way they have dead work, end jobs. Yeah. So anyway, ZipRecruiter is good. Good call. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I don't know why we were fucking dealing with TeamSnap. Did you ever read what the fuck that <laughs> no. was? What is TeamSnap? Really? TeamSnap was a was an app that connected like parents with coaches to get their kids like on time for practice and shit. It's a very what? oversimplified version. That's basically what it was, and uh, they were a sponsor for oh, almost I'm, a year. I, I'm sorry. Did you say Team Snap or uh-huh. just like Pedophiles USA? No, right? that that's I got, a good one too. That's a that, I love that one. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I know it's great. I I miss it, but yeah, All that's what it. it sounds like. Anyway, <laughs> they're no longer an app. <laughs> David's just looking around like, like <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I miss a. What part of that do you miss? Because I don't want to like misconstrue anything. The part where I could connect to an app online and fuck children. Yeah. Oh yeah, that part. Yeah, I mean, I mean, because like they used to wear, you know, like the LA Gear shoes, the light up shoes, and right. You know, even nowadays, you know, dogs are wearing them. You now, can just track them. Just can't. They you need just an app. Chase they, them down. I never thought. You know, you know, I never thought that they're like that's like the Blade Runner part. Of, oh yeah. Like, or like what is it, the Running Man part? Well, I mean, all, <laughs> like, like all there they are. There they are. Tracers. Tracers little like, kids. I'd I mean, like, like to take this moment to say that TMBG does not actually endorse pedophilia. I was going to say none like, of I was us like, want to fuck children. Speak for yourself. Yeah, speak for yourself, buddy. <laughs> oh my God. You guys so, want to fuck kids? I'm not fucking no, kids. No, but we were. So this morning. <laughs> So this morning, I don't. No one wants to. No one wants that's, to fuck kids here. If that's but a prerequisite for the in podcast, in the morning, I was going to work, and they had this song. Uh, I know we can't play coded, like you know, right. copyrights and stuff like that. But there was this nut song, and it was called. Let me see if I can find it. But it was all about like how uh, he was. This the singer was all bummed out because. Let me see what the name of the song was. It it's so crazy. Um, he did. Oh, young. It's called Young Girl by Gary Puckett. And he's like, you're giving me Gary Puckett. Gary Puckett, I think he's like a, a famous song, singer, like songwriter from the fifties and sixties. Sounds familiar, but so it's 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 basically one of the lines is is I'm paraphrasing. I'm not using the direct lines, but he's like, man, you're so young, you're making me have thoughts that I know I shouldn't. Like, oh, it's no. gross. It's really I, gross. I, I, and then they there's played two others. Yeah, Winger. Yeah. Did she's only Wish seventeen? Which good is good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that one yeah. song. Fuck. Yeah. And then uh, of course. Probably my favorite uh, pedophile song, Oingo Boingo, uh, Little Girls. There's a lot, like now this whole like the whole movement that's happened. There's so this much is weird. We've gone so yeah. much like now. Now what? I, I someone told me admitted to a song that I'm into. No, but this is this is interesting. This is a huge. Is there was a huge thing. Like someone told me recently. Like you think you know a good person. Like it's like I, you know what? I, I got really into uh, watch because they put a lot of Jerry Seinfeld stuff. In Netflix now, yes. you can watch comedian. You can watch comedians in ca- cars getting coffee. coffee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, someone told me that he, he met specials. his wife while she was in high school. Seinfeld? Can we look that up? Yeah. Yes. Was no. she in high? Was I've heard she that was in. She I've was young. Too. I've heard that. And they never I've heard dated. That too. They never dated. But they got married like when she was like they started messing around when she was like illegal. But like like what? How old was he? He was like in his thirties. Well, oh, I mean, no shit. She's like late twenties, early thirties. Yeah, it was it was basically like a Roy Moore kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, did they wait until that's that's the story? But like Jerry, even Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, but at least they waited. I'm, I mean, there's got to be something I mean, good about the, it. The, I mean, what's the deal with guy? Didn't know what's the deal with that. <laughs> that's insane to well, me. What's the deal what's with the waiting? Deal with... <laughs> Fucking my high school sweetheart. What's the deal with gray pussy? It was, it was, we gotta get oh, away. Yeah. What's, What's the deal What's with the, fucking just, that high school girl that I call sweetheart? Yeah. <laughs> but it was just like, like that. I just wanted to get so much. I mean, I, I guess it turns out he's an all right guy, but I wanted to get so much worse so that like all the jokes are just. What's the deal with statute of limitations? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Well. And just everyone's got like from that generation. Everyone's got like a weird. We we've got we're hitting a hard reset with everything that's happening yeah. right now, and it's good. But it's like Jesus. Everyone. Well, like Woody everything Allen? is. Yeah, Diane. Keaton, did you see that Diane Keaton stood up for him? 
Really? She's like, I still believe in him. And everyone's like, well, fuck Diane Keaton now, I guess. So, because hmm. I'm not sure if she thinks like, is that going to negate my Oscar for Annie Hall? I don't know, but right. she's like believes in him. Well, I think if some people just like, especially in Hollywood, just accepted it, and it's just well, like, th- and you like, we want to be put in his movies, and no, and no one's going to tell up, him I'm not sorry. to like, no one's going to tell him not to make movies anymore. So they just have uh, been like, well, if no one's going to stop him from making movies, we might as well just be okay with it. Well, and that begs same the question. shit with Roman Polanski. Well, that that begs the question because he's out of the country. It, it's okay. Is it? Is well, it? Yeah. Okay or not okay to separate the the art from the artist? Sure. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that I I think that I mean, we that's, touched on this when we talked about Louis. Yeah. Too, you know so what I mean? that's his all... wife's forty six, right? And he's sixty three, right? See, it's okay now. Now, yeah, now it's fine. But that's still a huge gap. Okay. So you said how old is he? He said sixty three. Okay, so eighteen from sixty three. Seinfeld sixty three. Yeah. Wow, he was and she good. and she's forty six. Okay, so that would be forty five. He was forty five, which would have made her. Welcome 46. to doing math with Randy. It would have made her twenty eight. When? When they got married? Because it was ninety nine. Yeah, that was ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. So, but I don't know how like, long. The, but apparently, there was that whole thing where she was super young when they started like. Which wouldn't shock out. me. Yeah, I mean the age gap alone is. Mm-hmm. But it's. He, Think about his character. He's a guy on the show that ate cereal and only hung out with weirdos. Like, he, like that makes right. sense. You're like, yeah. yeah. I think it. All right. So maybe I'm a bad guy. We'll just like be okay with that, or maybe. whatever. Or maybe I'm a bad guy. I definitely am. But <laughs> sure, it was. A, it maybe okay. Let's say they started fucking when she was 17. Yeah, that's bad, right? And illegal. But now they're married and been married for a long time. So. Kind of, for it, that yeah. case, and not her for parents all of it. are clearly okay not, with it, and and because they're probably dead. Um, Let's hope. Uh, <laughs> um, not not for every case, but for this case. Well, Seinfeld was also semi-successful when they yeah. got married. Yeah, yeah, so, sure. Not for everybody. Not, not not all the time. Like like that kind of shit's wrong. But for this case, uh, who gives a fuck? In my opinion, like. It's yeah, that's it it's already said and done. The They've Wikipedia been married thing, for a and long that's all that's all rumor and hearsay. I mean, if they got married when she was fucking twenty eight, like I don't give a shit. If my, the Wikipedia thing says they, they were twenty one, yeah. so maybe maybe it's like some some kind of collective thing. So they, that's still really young, though. It's when, young, it's young, but it's not but it's like legal. a thirty year old. Yeah, it's but totally it's it's legal. not like a thirty year old poaching a fourteen year old for sure. That's fucking. That's, that's Roy Moore. Really, that's gross. Roy Moore. That's really gnarly. So that yeah. really upsets me. Yeah, that really. Upsets sure. me. That's, that's what. But that's where we're hypersensitive about everything now, right? Because of the environment, which is good. But like I said, you listen to music like, oh, it's always been. Ha- it feels like it's always been happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just like, because my girlfriend's a comedian, and she was like, yeah, dude, you don't even know what it feels like to go to open mic as a girl. Like as a woman, like in yeah, comedy, dude. He goes he, like you walk in, and you're like you walk in, and you're like, oh look, there's my friends. I have, and you're like not scared. I'm completely scared all the time. You don't know what that feels yeah. like. And I'm like, I I completely don't. I don't I don't know what it's like to go to the grocery store and be scared in a grocery store even at like five o'clock. Right. I I seriously right. so so for those of you who have never seen me, I am a portly gentleman with a fucking beard. Is that why you moved to Portland? You're yeah. just like, well, this is where Portly people I, go. I, I, have, I, have, I have a hard RBF, a hard resting bitch face. And so, like, I I literally, constantly, this is, this is totally real. I go out of my way to not 
like walk behind a girl even if we're going the same direction or or seem like I'm in a hurry to get into a female's direction I tr- I go out of my way to not be in certain females pretty much all females space because of I know how I look and even though I'm on the team I do in real life consider myself at least a moderate feminist I don't ever want to make anyone, I'm saying females, but I don't ever want to make anybody feel fucking unsafe. And it's in this day and age, and especially in this fucking city, looking the way I do, it's hard to to be on the team and at the same time look like the actual oppressor. Does that make sense? I'm not looking for like, thank you. Thank you. I mean, welcome welcome to everybody else's oppression. You know what I mean? So, but what I'm saying is, like, it's fucked up that the world is so so, well, so in that realm right now yeah. that, that just walking from my house to the bus or walking downtown that I purposely have to go and look at a wall, like, I feel, I, I, it's, I, you feel so white guilt was the thing, but now it's mm-hmm. like like straight white male guilt is the thing, I guess. I don't know. I feel uncomfortable. I never want anybody to feel that I would attack I, them just I totally on- understand, and I'm, I, I do the same thing, unless I'm going to be late, and then I just throw it out the window. Then you do. Then you <laughs> welcome back to- uh, Totally kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, let's welcome, welcome back to This Might Be Woke. Uh, the pod, the yeah. podcast, and only because we're all obese gentlemen, and we have sleep apnea, so <laughs> that's the Truth. reason we're real woke. <laughs> it's like Truth. you just like wake up, you're like, God damn, man! I, I've been working told that, on my CPAP. <laughs> I've been told that I don't have it, so it's pretty cool. Like I, I took that as a win. You know? Really? With like, all that metal shit in your so, face too? Yeah. I, so I, I, no, I was when your girlfriend more ventilation. So who's told you your recent girlfriend or your previous girlfriends or who? Really? You don't yeah. snore or anything? Uh, like yeah, snore a little bit. Yeah. Like, like if I'm laying on my side, I might snore, but it's not like, hey, hey, it's not like that. It's just like normal, like. So you don't Gilbert Godfrey nice. apnea. Yeah, it's just like every <laughs> once in a while, there, there, there might be a snort, you know, but it's yeah. not. It's like an Iago apnea. That's right? me. That is me. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I my snore sometimes. I think, I think it is mostly affected. I've noticed as I get older in my life, it's affected with booze. Like getting drunk. Like if uh-huh. I'm super fucking plastered, oh, yeah, my sleep yeah. is shit. Yeah. And oh, I will yeah. snore. Oh, yeah. Because my That's my, my body's true, yeah. like, oh, your blood's basically motor oil with all this booze that you put in it. But then I if I just like I don't know, if I do anything else, if I work out, if I make good dinner, if I if I enjoy one of uh Portland's fine dispensaries and do one of those products, yeah. I sleep a lot better. And I wake That's up feeling like you were such an adult. CBD oil, right? <laughs> you were such an adult. Like. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I've waited like, don't you like when you hit that moment? Like, when you hit that moment, you're like, just say fuck pa- yeah, I'm an adult. I don't you like? like <laughs> at some point, aren't you tired of the uh, tired of the of the term man child? And don't you just want to be man like a man? No, because you're st- it still has man in it. You know? Yeah. So you and you want you still want. I know the gender. This is where it gets. This is where it's going to be weird. Mm, you can't get mayonnaise. mad. You can't get mad. You can't get mad. I don't know how to like if if. How do you know if you're only one thing? I'm trying to be be understanding about everything, but I've right. only, you know, everything is coming so fast. Like, that's my one issue that I feel like I'm going to... Could you clarify that a little bit? This is what I'm thinking. Trans issues 
You know, when you're like, you're like, I don't want to be man. Why, why, Alex? When you like, well, you were still a man because it's a bad thing, right? Because mm-hmm. historically, men are, are have been shitty people, right? I mean, I guess, yeah. Then, but why did you? I just want to know why you said that. Said what? You're like, oh, we're still a man though, like man child, like. Oh, you know, like, I mean, I just was like, it had nothing to do with like a weird like a gender thing. It was just like, oh, we're like men. I don't know what really. I wouldn't. What it meant. I wouldn't say you're like a tough guy or anything like that. No, I don't really know what it meant. No, Even though you I, look but tough. I guarantee you. But you know I guarantee like, you, people looking at Alex are gonna fucking judge him for. Uh, well, you yeah. know, he's got piercings and tattoos. Yeah. Like people are gonna be like, oh, that guy's no, no, I, scary. No, no, I've seen people you know? walk like on the other side of the street, and it's. That's it's so, it's, it's like walk it's it, <laughs> dude I get the same thing having it's this face is like having like yeah you having this I mean? face is like walking a pit bull it just people yeah. just like <laughs> move and you're like sweet yeah <laughs> right, right on. So, sometimes it's great so you know we're like all gonna, when I, when I get that seat on the bus and then the bus fills up like I'm certainly the last person that people are gonna take the empty seat next to me mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah but I mean like but but at the same time. <laughs> when that happens, I also want to be like, "Oh no, hey, it's cool. I'm not gonna hurt or rape you or find out where you live slowly and mm-hmm. jot down little numbers and touch right. your mailbox just to smell you." I guess my my thing with that is is I think it's you cool. Smell them? Yeah, I want to smell, smell yeah, them, especially mailboxes. Um. Like uh, you like I like I I understand like where you're coming from and it's like cool like it makes sense but for me, I just know that I don't want to do that shit so yeah. I just, so I just don't think about not wanting to do it I just go ab- about my day you know what I mean well yeah, yeah I mean yeah. I go about my day and I, I, don't and know. I no 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 I get what you're saying it's good that you're conscious about that and I think that you should well, be I, people I, should be but for me I'm just like I just I'm like. Oh, there's there's like a woman walking down the street, and I'm just like, they just walk, and I just think walk about think about this. What if we could do a stoner? What we could do? What we could do a stoner thought? Big stoner thought. What if there was no nighttime? There was only daytime and more daytime. Would there be as many scared moments? People, someone behind me. Would 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 we as humans create that tension? Because I feel like a lot of stuff. Like I'm someone's behind me. What? Where, what's the scenario that you're thinking about? Like, we should, am I freaking someone out? It's we should ask like, Alaska. It's yeah, right. It's yeah. actually it's uh, for me honestly. It's both because it's you know it's early morning and you know and I work in a fucking hospital too and there's every type of person, every type of person coming in and out of there. And and including actual like crazy motherfuckers, like crazy fucking, uh, you know, criminals of, of all different race, gender, whatever. Like there's fucking gnarly people out there and I don't want to do anything that's going to think that like, what if I'm one of them? Because there are also people that are victims of violent crimes going in and out of that same hospital. You know what I mean? So like, so like even just so, and I don't know, I literally don't. And this is where my fucking anxiety disorder comes in is that I literally don't know every person's plight. And I don't know if they uh, just are leaving the hospital or going to the hospital because they were just a violent crime was prepared 
you know, perpetuated against them or not. And I definitely never want to be someone to feed into that or make them fear that it could happen again or, or whatever. So what I do is just, I return so far into myself that I feel just escape. And I mean, I don't walk around scared all day that I'm going to hurt people's fucking feelings. I, mm-hmm. I have yeah. a comedy podcast, but it's you also like, I mean? you but, don't, you don't want to like, you don't want to slide so far into some kind of ignorant, like not informing yourself of things. So that's why I think a lot of people are afraid of. They're going to not on purpose, but, by accident, just not care about certain issues so sure. much yeah. sure. that you don't know what's happening, and by by default, you become bigoted because you don't you've become so unaware of something that's happening. That that's what I'm trying to tell you about with the, with the gender thing. Like I became so unaware. Like what would that be like? Because I've been so this my whole life, and I've only understood this thing. But I'm trying to open myself up, and I will sound stupid trying to explain myself and try to like empathize with people dude i feel the same way and i, I just don't want like i just don't want to i don't want to i don't want to don't wanna be stupid it, but i want to learn more but i that's that's what I'm, i think some people are afraid of there how dumb should i sound what's the limit with all this stuff right. like mm-hmm. like is it stupid to ask because i think a lot of people if we if we could have a conversation with a lot of people we could figure out a lot of like i mean i'm sure i could be friends with someone that's a gun nut and someone that you know mm-hmm is the opposite of that or like so many we, yeah, yeah, we have I, so I much totally more in common all, we've I totally all probably had those friends whether it was out in the open or not we're so committed to these little boxes in our hands that give mm-hmm. us everything we want and we can be so boxed into this one little idea one little point of view in our life that we can segment ourselves out from the whole human experience and make it selective to exactly what we want and that's right. so fucking scary and that's where you get like the race racist bigoted sometimes and then sometimes you just get because they're because they grew up in a place where Alex lived, <laughs> like, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> to make it funny again, you know. <laughs> right. Oh, by the way, so I looked at that song, that Gary Puckett song, and uh, oh, uh, two things. I, my brain's very fast, so it's like it's cool. We're gonna we're mental... gonna take a quick break right after this, and then we're gonna get into the actual interview. But yeah. Go ahead. So when you you talk about mental health, it is. I went to. I had such a better respect for mental health when I went to Salem and went to that Salem Mental Health Museum. If you're interested in mental health, go there. And go see what people used to go through when they were like, were yeah. like committed oh, to schizophrenics fuck. and, oh, and yeah. crazy stuff. But which when you is go a there, weird way to put it. But but when you go there, you will say, "This is nuts," which is so insensitive. Yeah. Like, this yeah, is like, crazy. This is crazy. You're like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you will say you will feel like this an insensitive. This is fucking insane. <laughs> this is. <laughs> you can't help yourself being. You just like you're like. This I need should to... be committed, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm committed to knowing <laughs> more about this mental illness. And then uh, on the second thing, that Gary Puckett song. This is so. This is just one example. This is one song, not even a major, big song. Gary Puckett. And the Union Gap, young girl. This is the first lyrics. Young girl, get out of my mind. My love for you is way out of line. Better run, girl. You're much too young, girl. He said girl too many times. He did. That was. You want to read another lyric from that song, Alex? That's gnarly. Can you reread that again? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You read it, Alex. See if it makes it better. When's that song from? Uh, I don't, didn't say. Did it not give a release? It's in black and white. What did it say, like? Run 50s, girl, right? young girl, get out of my mind. My love for you is way out of line. Run girl, better run girl. Yeah. You're much too young girl. Ugh. And then he goes, this, this is the, goes with all the charms of a woman. You've kept the secret of your youth. You led me to believe you're old enough to give me your love, and now it hurts to know the truth. Jesus Christ! This is what I heard wow. this morning, and then they followed it up with like a, 
Jerry Lee, uh, like a Jerry Lee Lewis song, and did. then a Chuck Berry song. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is this kind of rock block <laughs> that I'm listening to right now? Well, welcome actually, back. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to touch on that real quick before we go to break because you mentioned this earlier. Yeah, it's like looking back and seeing how bad, truly bad shit was. Yeah, I look back not that far recently. Um, one of my favorite comedies as a teenager was Dodgeball. Uh, if you remember the Vince Vaughn, yeah, Justin oh Long. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Justin Long's in it, yeah. You go back and watch that movie, and the hero of the movie is basically a rapist. Like Vince Vaughn is so fucked up in that movie towards um, Ben Stiller's wife. I cannot think of her name. A rapist? Nicole, Nicole something or something? Huh? I can't. Well, anyway, he, he is it. just like he is making the most inappropriate fucking advances on this lady that he does not know. Well, it's not a rapist. Well. Just... Well, that the thing from Revenge of the Nerds. Remember the thing from the Re- Revenge of the Nerds. Remember that scene where uh, the nerd finds the popular girl in this like I think it's like a haunted house, and he's dressed like Darth Vader. But the bully, his bully, oh the jock God. guy, was dressed he, like a bully, he, and he he's he like they they her out. Yeah, and then he takes the mask off. He's like, oh my God, you were the nerd the whole time. That's fucked up too. That's yeah. straight rape. Yeah, no, that is yeah. straight. She rape. didn't know his identity till it was over. Like yeah. that what? is straight. Yeah. Rape. The f. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. In this yeah. movie, like he greets her when she walks. By the way, she is a banker coming to close him down. Yeah. I. Uh, the first thing he says is, "Oh, hey, pretty eyes. What can I do for you today?" Right. Like that's his opening line to someone he's never met. It's f- he's a fucking creep and just back well, to that point we don't even have to look back that far to see how fucked yeah, up what is that? Right. I, 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 like wait that. a minute hold on hold on hold on so so i hear what you're saying but at the same time like sure it's a creepy way of doing it but that's hey pretty eyes is not no 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 no, no. i said his opening line not the entire brick of dialogue right but it does not get better from that point I'm but it's aware. also he's also movie. playing a character who's also acting no, I know. I'm not so, saying then, Vince but then, like, Vaughn is a rapist. You guys, like, no, no, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, like, you guys, his character is a fucking creep, and Vince he's the Vaughn hero. Vince Vaughn is a rapist. Oh, he's no. the hero, though. Like, Vince Vaughn plays this character, and it's not an indictment against Vince Vaughn, even though basically every character he has Watch is Wedding Crashers f- again. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my uh, gosh. Yeah, that's that a movie's all up. about, like, <laughs> yeah. who, what kind of lie can we tell to get these exactly, ladies Exactly, yeah. They have a whole montage of, like, tricking women into bed. Yeah. Like, God damn, this movie's fucked up. It's a really fucked up movie. Yeah. And Dodgeball's no different. Like, it's just he's constantly hitting on this girl when he's in danger of losing his business. Mm-hmm. His character is a fucking monster. Mm-hmm. He's oh, a yeah. monster human being. Sure. But, yeah, it's not It's not saying, you know, Vince oh, Vaughn yeah. is a terrible person I for just, playing. No, I, I, he I was terrible even, for remaking Psycho. Say, uh, that was I, something. Yes. Him and Gus that, Van Sant yeah. should be put in jail for remaking Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not, they should I'm not, stab each other in the shower right. is what they should I'm do. I'm not disagreeing with your statement of... The character turns out to be a monster, but like, <laughs> I would never do this. But like, hey, pretty eyes, what's going on? Like, to some douchebags out there, that's flirting. No, I that's understand not... that, and I understand that that was the, to his character. It doesn't change the fact that it was not an okay thing to do. It's a creepy sexual advance on a woman mm-hmm. that you don't know, regardless of what he thinks it is. Doesn't change. Sure. It. I'm sure Roy Moore thought it was okay I to mean, date a high schooler. It doesn't make it okay. I mean, Marsha Belsky, the comic that we knew here that she moved to New yeah. York, she had that whole blog where she's like, movies have always done this. There's tons of movie posters that don't have women's heads in them, just right. their bodies. Yes. That's true. So it's like that's been happening yeah. forever. Oh, yeah. I guess I just think when it's a character in a movie and even to just be like, yeah, it's fucked up, but also... It's for it's 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 
it's a movie and it's a character so it's just like but that doesn't mean i have to reserve judgment against a character no i'm no that's true i just think it's like are we gonna go so far as being like we're not gonna have anything that's like that in movies anymore i'm not saying that we can't do that but when you make that character the goofy comedic hero sure it gives people especially a younger audience Mm -hmm. who that is directly targeted to an idea of what it is okay to be in society yeah so is that character okay yes but don't make him redeeming sure that gives people something to follow and become Mm mm-hmm it's like a movie like that. A, a fucking. I mean, we could f- sit here and debate that movie no, I'm just saying, for a long time. A freshman, a because, freshman because is not ben going Stiller's to. character, his one of his fucking lines is, "We should mate." Yeah, I understand that, but his That's character gross. is directly made out to be the villain. He is not to be idolized. He is the villain of the movie. True. Kids don't go. High school freshmen don't sneak into girl with a dragon tattoo and think that they should be coming out as a fat social worker rapist. Well, you know, maybe they should because be they seeing don't, R-rated movies. That's what I'm saying. They don't go see those movies. They do sneak into movies like Dodgeball. And that's why that behavior is not okay mm-hmm. in a movie. The rating system is there for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll just say, Randy, Randy, you're absolutely right. I don't, I don't want, I don't want this to get misconstrued. Uh-huh. You're absolutely right. There should no, there shouldn't be redeem, redemption for right. a fucking misogyny. I still like that movie. <laughs> yeah, fucking wrench to the nuts is hilarious. Yeah, there's a lot of Schadenfreude that I was going to say I mean? that I really like. Just yeah. long getting hit in the face. Oh my god, god. so pretty fun. great. Yeah, fucking Steve the pirate, dude. There Patches was no name oh, yeah. for that, and they wrote it in yeah, there. It's great. hilarious. It's wonderful. I love fucking old old fucking two dicks. <laughs> He's great. <laughs> That's what Doug Benson calls him. Yeah, two dicks. Yeah, it's fucking, uh, what's his first name? Uh, Alan, Alan Tudyk. Alan. Yeah. Yeah. Alan Tudyk. Yeah. 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 Love him. Did you want to take that break? Yeah. Okay. All right. So on that note, don't be a misogynist, and we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with more actual interview with David Mascaro. We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode. From the very different strokes of child molestation Aww. to be Arthur's abortion, mm-hmm. please join us. Pop culture, slop culture, <laughs> at a very special episode, podcast.com, and also the River City Podcast Federation for a very <laughs> special good time. On a very special episode. Hey everybody, producer Randall here real quick to let you know that this episode of This Might Be Good is going to be brought to you by Quip. Quip is an oral care brand designed for a modern lifestyle developed to do the basics better and they deliver fresh toothbrush heads to your door every three months for just five dollars they're a modern oral care brand that designs beautifully simple electric toothbrushes and delivers affordable brush heads every three months to make healthy brushing routines more simple they've got cool accessories like a wall mount that'll press to any glossy surface so you can sit your toothbrush right in a little thing so it's not all over your dirty fucking countertops uh, simple instruction toothpaste tubes provide a guide on how much to use pea-sized portion because I see all wasteful motherfuckers out there with your toothbrush. Simple travel options to flip the cover upside down, peel away from the wall, and take to work on a trip. There's no excuse. And simple replacement. 80% of us forget to replace our brush on time. Every three months, Quip is going to send you fresh supplies to refresh. And you guys, if you go to tryquip.com forward slash TMBG, that's tryquip.com forward slash TMBG, as in this might be good, you're going to save $10 off your refills. Tryquip.com forward slash TMBG. 
back to the show. Bottle liquor, you know. You're a cool guy with a bottle of liquor. No, no, you said that. I... You know what? You're my Vince Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Thanks, pretty eyes. <laughs> See? You know what? I hated it a little bit, but then you you won me over. <laughs> All right, like, we're back. If it wasn't for that comment, <laughs> never would have worked. Yeah. Welcome back to Garbage Town, USA. Hello. Yes. Um. So, David, when did you start doing comedy? What year? 2008. I'm coming up on my 10-year anniversary. Damn, no shit. Yeah. And you're still that bad. Five years. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, that's for sure. No, that Five was good. Years. Uh, that was, that was, good was a solid burn. It was a good yeah. joke, but, but realistically, like, this is the first time we've officially met besides the other meeting that you forgot meeting me at because I'm not a comic that you see all the time. Uh <laughs> I think you're fucking hilarious. Thanks, man. Like, I'll, I, I'm not saying that for the podcast. I've I've seen a couple of your sets, and well, I've seen more than a couple, but um, you're a great comic. The first, so, man. but yeah, so 2008, 2008. But like, you know, like when you go in, maybe Alex, you you don't do comedy, but you're a musician, right? So you know, like the guy that goes in kind of half ass it at first, and you're like, sure. you're not gonna, you're not even, you don't even master the G chord yet. What the fuck is wrong with you? Right. That's how I kind of started. I did too. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell tell us about your first mic. So my first mic. Where was it? Chicago. In Chicago. Chicago was my first stand up open mic. Uh, I was is a place called Shuba's, which is still there, still going on as an open mic. It's one of the longest running open mics. That's I think it's rad. That's I really think cool it's, to hear. It's one like that Kumail Nanjiani and, and like mm-hmm. Nick Vatterot and all these like huge mm-hmm. like staples of like comedy now started at. But this is my stupid thing. Speaking of big people so i didn't know my first time i signed up it's it's signed up on sundays you get about three minutes i signed up with the host i think his name was oh gosh i can't even remember anymore um it's not lee capreas which is a very funny comic I, he was he just got mentioned on another podcast which i really love but hilarious guy nonetheless super nice to me signed up but i follow i'm like 16th in so when you're 16th in you're right you're, you maybe out of 30 because it's chicago and there's so many people there mm-hmm. Uh, first timer, looking over my three minutes, I maybe have thirty seconds of something funny. <laughs> you yeah. three minutes—that's a lot, you know. Oh, uh, no, no, no! Remember that because that that plays into this. We're gonna yeah. ask you your first joke that landed in a minute. Yeah, but so uh, the person I follow, I did not know who they were, but everyone in the story will go, "What? What? What did you do?" I'm like, "Yeah." Uh, so the person he's like gets off stage, he crushes. I'm like, "Oh, good." And I go in my head, I go. Well, how do you how do you follow that? Someone just crushed. Make fun of them. That's oh, how no. that's how you tag it. Wowzers. That's how you tag it. That's how you make I don't even know the word tag, but that's like that's how right, you right, right. Tra- see, seamlessly transition into another good set. That person was Kyle Kinane. Oh my god. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> that person was Kyle Kinane. And so my first joke that you I go up and tell Kyle Kinane, Kyle Kinane your first in 2008 and my thing is, I go, huh, give it up for that guy, everybody. <laughs> what, what, give it up for Doctor, <laughs> give it up for Doctor Teeth and Electric Mayhem, lead singer, everybody. <laughs> I like just go into my Kyle Canaan voice, like, <laughs> all right, I'm fat and I'm bald and I'm, I got a big old beard. <laughs> I didn't have a beard at the time, oh and so I'm like, God. so I just rip into Kyle Canaan at my first set this in front is of like painful, yeah. Yeah, and everyone's like That's not awesome. saying anything, and I'm like, because you know, and I'm just laying in, and it felt how how, how long was he in his career at that point? Oh, I mean, a couple he had years. Already, he, he had probably he had probably already 
left Chicago and maybe either gone to New York or gone to L. Like he was getting things. Like you know how he's yeah. the now he's the voice. I I have to always remember the that voice. he's the voice of Comedy Central. I have to always remember yeah, that I heckled the voice, voice of Comedy Central and <laughs> a sweetheart to boot. Yeah, really nice guy. Met him yeah. multiple times. Afterwards, never told him that guys, story. Never told him that story. You have to. No, not we're not close enough friends to be like I was an asshole. He's like he probably knows. He would laugh. Yeah, probably now. But like I, I have had so much. What I came when I when I what I learned in Chicago is that I had social anxiety. I love this. See, every once in a while we get fucking gems like this. It well, this is the, so happy. This is the thing about Chicago. I learned how to drink. Mm-hmm. I learned how to be brooding. I learned to hold in anger. And that's it, basically. I was not a good just comedian. I could maybe pull off a five-minute set, but I di- didn't really get so to be a good comedian did, until I came here. When did you move here. to Portland? Well, so I did comedy there five years. So what's like so so eight, Yeah, or twelve. So 12. like yeah. So I was there. 12. Yeah, I think I met you twenty twelve. Yeah. So it may have been I met you the first year I was here because I've done comedy here. more in Portland now than I have in in Chicago, which okay. is a big like what milestone. What brought you to Portland? I didn't want to move to LA, and I didn't want to move to New York, and I didn't think I was good enough for those but two cities. But it was cities. comedy. It was still- it Yeah. Was still... It was like, I had maybe, I went to a couple mics, and Cameron Esposito, this is so funny, Cameron Esposito I told me- I love Cameron Esposito. Uh, she was like, go to the Brody Theater. They're great at the Brody Theater. Yeah. That was my first oh, really? mic in Portland was she the Brody that Theater. Theater. That's funny. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And I got hooked up, and I got hooked up by a really nice guy, too, with a bunch of shows. He knew Tom Johnson from mm-hmm. the Brody Theater, and- uh it was great. I got to actually lean into who I was and figure it out because I didn't. I think when you know, like you make fun of Kyle Kinane, that stunted my growth as a comedian. So I was so afraid <laughs> did you to make fun of my peers. Did, like, did no, I knew about like, I knew about that's... six months to a year. Okay, and to, like okay, this is gonna sound humble, like a uh, humble braggy or name droppy. It's not. I was in Chicago, two thousand eight. I've done shows now, after you've already mentioned Kyle Kinane and Cameron. Esposito. I made fun of him. Yeah, yeah. I've done shows with Lisa Traeger. She gave me my, she gave me my first showcase. Best Stella gave me my second showcase. That's amazing, dude. So it's like, it just Hannibal Burris. Uh, point, no, point being, my my point being, this is not me shitting on no, you. No, yeah. my point being is. First of all, there's no name droppy shit on here. It's, it's all just amazing. fucking comedy nerds. Yeah, it's so just like, Chicago. I was in Chicago in an amazing time to be in Chicago. That, yeah, like that's I'm the pretty guy, incredible. Like I'm the guy. You know when Forrest Gump meets JFK, and no one's like, "Oh, cool, Forrest Gump." Everyone's like, "Fucking JFK." Right, like, right. I was yeah. going through that. Like I'm a nobody, and I'm 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 intersecting these amazing people's life. Like I said, Hannibal Burris. I once brought a uh, date to Hannibal Burris' show after he got big. After he got like his Comedy Central half hour or something crazy. Right. We used to do small shows together. We used to do. Do small shows in Hannibal, and he's like, "Hey, did you tell?" He came up, he's like, "Hey, David, you you tell your day that you know that's, me." I go, uh, "By the way, for those of you who don't know who Hannibal Burris is, that's pretty spot on impression." Right? It was because <laughs> we just hung out. Hey, he, goes, he goes, "Did you did hey, you David, did you tell you know? did you tell people that you knew me?" I'm like, "No." He's like, "All right, you get him for free." And I'm like, he let me <laughs> fucking because he's like, "Yeah," because he's he, he, and she goes, "Who is he?" I go, "He's who we're gonna go see." Because I would never do that, uh-huh. but it's just a, such an interesting time in my comedy career. Where my, I was my just, girlfriend's a huge Burris fan, just, so we paid fucking good money to see him at uh yeah, or she did at she did uh, she's not gonna listen, so it doesn't really matter. But uh, we she's like she knows I'm into comedy, and so like her idea of getting me gifts is like she'll buy me tickets to like yeah. bigger comedy. Shows. Oh my god, yeah. Have you heard so it? so she's taken me to Burris twice, and uh, 
He's great. He he's great. He's so great. But like, he's real great. It's just interesting that I, it, I've never felt so lucky in my time. Like, what was it like? I'm like, I was a shit comic. I didn't really learn how to be a comic. I had the, I had the structure of it when I moved to Portland. Sure. But I had never actually talked about these are weird things. I had never actually talked about being Latino. I had never talked about my family. Mm-hmm. I have never talked about my insecurity, my way that I sound white. Well, all that makes sense. I have sense never, I've never done the things that are the block. You're a pure German, yeah, African American guy. Right? You know, but what I've I mean? never talked about the things that basically <laughs> are my voice on stage. Right. right. Yeah. In Chicago, yeah, I was a one-liner it's... comic in Chicago. I was trying to be a one-liner comic in mm-hmm. Chicago. Oh, uh, okay. Which was nuts. I didn't know that. Yeah. So this this kind of lends to it. So what was the first what was the first joke you told that landed real fucking hard and you're like, holy shit, I might be able to make a career out of this? Where it just made you chase and chase and chase. I think it was probably two or three years in, and we're at this mic that is now famous in Chicago. It's called Cole's Open Mic. Okay. It's mm-hmm. like this long this is a mic that uh our friends now, George Balter, who lives in Chicago, and Aaron Cloffer that lives in oh, Chicago, yeah. that you have to sign up at five, and you can't leave the bar, and the mic doesn't start till eight or nine. Oh, but you can't leave the bar. Should, uh, if you leave hammered. the bar, you, you can, you can, so you can leave drunk. the smoke, but you can't leave. If they don't see you, you get pushed down. So you're there for like three hours, four hours, and you have to play pool or talk. They wanted to create a vibe where it's like you hang out with your peers, mm-hmm. riff, and you write, and you sure. like work on your shit. Like that's what you're there to do, work on your shit. To get better at telling jokes, Cameron Zito was hosting it, and uh, I remember going up, and I was like, su- I was like, thirtieth or fortieth. Oh my god! And I was like, oh, and Jesus. I had drank, I had drank, I I think P- Chicago was the first place where I drank Jameson whiskey, because mm-hmm. I was really, I was like, oh, I'd never really drank before I I uh, started comedy. That was never my thing. Weird. Yeah. So it's uh, like I started learning how to drink not, PBR. It's, it's, it's about normal. Yeah. It's yeah. Never it's, I learned how to drink PBR. I did not like the taste of PBR, but then I learned to love it. Uh-huh. And you, I learned, you have to. Yeah, you I fucking have to. I don't know if you like like it. I think you're just your taste buds you'll, go away you'll because deal with right. the beer and kills it. It's not going to get you a shit like, house if you're just like I'm going to have a nice Like I like PBR so much. Yeah. 17 different times. I like PBR so much before I go tell jokes. I call Montucky candy. Like that's like that's not beer, that's candy. Like like beer should Tastes like you know, like shit. Yeah, like, like, like gross. Like an old boot. And yeah, like exactly. Toilet water. And so yeah. I go up the first time. I really like do well. I'm like hammered. I've been drinking whiskey and PBR, and I go up thirty or fortieth. It's maybe like one thirty in the morning. I think it's like on a Wednesday or a Thursday. So I got to go to work the next day. I have yeah. to go to work the next day. And so the joke, everyone's riffing and everyone's like laughing. And you know, like when you kind of everything is kind of moving. But right. you don't know if it's you. But you, but you can still kind of right. kick it. You don't know if like, it's you. Yeah, yeah you're just yep. like you're in that deep. Like it's like it's not like I'm gonna black out, but it's it's maybe a brownout or a, yeah. or the step before brownout it's, it's drinking. Right there. So it's questionable. I best. go up there and I've been watching a lot of Chicago comedy, and at that time Chicago comedy was very dark, very loud, and very like impress us. Like it, like yeah. we're like this is like comedy essentially like 2010, 2011. Yeah. yeah. And so my first the thing I I do, I go up there and I'm like, just first joke bombs, second joke bombs. And then I do the thing that like every comic, like, oh, everyone's going to have this joke. But I had never learned how to do this before. So I wrote my first joke. My first successful joke was, speaking of how woke we are now, uh, was a dick joke. Yeah. Well, that was up. my first one. And I mine was about like, 
uh, you know, everyone has a name for their dick. Noriko had this years, like a couple years ago. My mom was like, uh, and it's kind of similar. My mom was like, I called my dick Steve Buscemi. Everyone always calls her dick something crazy like Thor or, or you know, the Rock of Gibraltar or something intimidating. Right, I go, sure. I always call my dick Steve Buscemi because despite its physical limitations, it consistently gets work. <laughs> I don't know right. where the, That's I don't know right. where That's the, 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 the and the, like I've never like changed that. that much. And I, I go, and go I and actually I, literally uh, like two nights ago just finished watching Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, too. So. That's how that. That's how I. <laughs> so that that joke like it, it, it literally gets over. And I'm always pleased with his performance. I, that's a tag I added. I was <laughs> and then I added another tag later on when I learned how to tell jokes. I go, welcome to my Boardwalk Empire, ladies. <laughs> yes, it's a lazy eye. Like that's how I kept adding different tags to this one joke that kept working. Like was my only. It's I remember good. the one time I knew well, it worked. I, I love that because it's also. Like, like it's a real simple fucking premise. Yeah, simple well, I mean, premise. Prem- uh, no but you offense, have to... but like a premise that's essentially been done. It's but you found a new way to do it, and it... I I dig that. Yeah, I think and it was cool. it's like, for for me, and the the reason I knew it was well, really like a really good hit. It got a really good reaction, and then my one of my one of my people that I looked up to, his name's James Fritz. I love him so much. He's in L.A. He's got a great CD you should check out. So funny, like one of the staples of James Fritz. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, please. Yeah. Listen to James so, Fritz. Fritz. So funny. He looked at me and he started clapping. And I'm like, and that guy's a hard, like he he is a pe- poetry major from Kentucky. Like he is a hard sell on right. jokes, man. And he clapped at me. He's like, that's a good joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's like, why I haven't done stand-up yet because because I, I work with comics on this podcast and I deal with them. And anytime I make a joke, like we're gonna I, pick they, it apart and analyze it and tag it fucking, and, yeah that's, but that's the thing that's the cult that's the that's fraternity every, every, once, that's, every once in a while Rio still gave me a little something <laughs> Posse well, gave, gave me some pointers here and there but if you I, ever hear if you ever hear like most of the time we were talking how do you feel about this Alex if you're a good set does that mean you think you're an asshole after you're if you don't know the person and they say good set they good set like that makes me feel like an asshole yes they're like I was like cause someone I was re- listening to another podcast were like that means I didn't watch, mm-hmm. but I knew you were on stage. Right. Interesting. Like, hey, good set. Like, if you're on the showcase with somebody, you're like, you know, oh, you just yeah. came in. Oh, you're saying yeah. as another comic. As another comic you. coming okay. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I see what you mean. But um, you're not friends with them. You're not Adam. It's not Adam. It's not Dan. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like some schmuck. It's like, like, hey, good set. I guess, I guess it, and this sounds weird, but I guess it all depends on who they are. Yeah. If they're, if they're a newer comic, that's a, maybe an open micer, then... Then that probably means that they actually liked it. But then, like, this is what happened after that joke. After that set, I get off stage and they clap, they pat me on the back, and that I had never gotten that kind of acceptance. I was always just like, a, oh, that dude's. I don't know what that dude's thing is, but I think he's either going to quit or he's just going to always be shitty. And I got brought into and the that's club a little bit. Three years, fucking in, folks. Yeah, so. and I got I got brought into the club, and I I got I think I got like a booking a month later, my first showcase. Nice. Like it was either like I said it was best selling or Lisa Traeger. I can't remember the order right now, but. I got booked in on really amazing shows, but like every time I had fucking anxiety. Chicago, I was never as good at a comic as I was here in Portland because of my fucking anxiety going, seeing a like Hannibal Burr, seeing Cameron Esposito. Sure. Can you imagine? Like no one knew what they were going to be at that time, but you could just feel it when you know, like I didn't know she was going to have her own show well, on CISO well, dude, or he I, was going to have like- up. They were like they were building themselves up. Yeah, you could right. just tell that that they was going to be there. something that was sellable. That was a mm-hmm. marketable persona. That was a, that's- the shit they were doing was gonna sell and gonna be huge. Well, yeah. I'll even say I'll even say this about fucking Hannibal is like 
he's so comfortable where he's at now. So like, but you gotta uh, remember that that's weird for Chicago comedy. Everyone's loud. Like Bronger was a Chicago comic. Pete Holmes uh, was a Chicago comic yeah. for a little bit. So like to go to that very low, very slow delivery for Chicago, right? Fucking mind blowing. He right. bombs so much. There's all these stories about Hannibal like bombing. That's totally well, no. That's what that's what I'm saying. Even now, so like seeing him now at the height of his fucking career. Yeah, he's doing huge movies. He did a Samsung shows. commercial. Yeah. Like God yeah. damn, fuck. Like, and you know what's funny? He's, he, he's kind of loud now. He has parts where he gets at like he gets a little loud now. But like, and he's a dr- he you know can't he, get loud like he can't get loud like fucking Canaan or. Well, no, you know. but he's not as quiet as he used to be. He used to be like more of like a monotone. Like he tries shit out at juice. these shows that people like, are paying, you know, uh, you know, fifty bucks to see. Yeah, right? gets so like to. one yeah. of the, yeah, 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 which is great. But at the same time, so we're going to see him, and he has great openers, and you know. But then we're seeing him for hour and a half, which is great. But like, there ends up being a lot of fucking CD. This material and the crowd. I this is me fucking sounding snobby. Like the normal crowd who doesn't go to comedy shows regularly doesn't know that. Like oh, he's just trying some shit out. But like a dude like me, where it's like Hannibal, Hannibal, come on, man. Like, but where does you he go? are amazing? Fucking, we hear stories on podcasts all the times about. That's how they do it. That's how they mic. Yeah. Though. That's how. That's their mic now. Yeah. When Pat, we're, okay. yeah. I saw Pat Oswalt at the Irvine Improv four-ish years ago, four or five years ago, and he was doing that to warm up for his special that he was taping in San Diego two weeks later. That's how they do it. They sell out the Aladdin, and then they do an hour and a half there so they can carve out an hour. Yeah. That's just how it works for them. It's like, because, like, they don't. There's no open mics. They don't. They don't do open mics. Right. Anymore. Like at best. So. I mean, they do, they do, but like. Uh, but they, they, where do they? they they're booked. Do. They're gonna make yeah, that. They're I making that money. Right. It's I like the comedy store. That's not where a, comic, a lot of them do. But that. I disagree with this because they fucking do. Yeah, and I know it's taboo no, they to say. Don't. When fucking Louis was here, he why would he play ground control before he? Because a that wasn't a mic, and b it was one show. Mm-hmm. Because do you know why that he did counts that? as a tryout? Do you know why he did that? Marin goes and works shit out at the comedy store. Yeah, 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 but he's a paid regular there. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know why like someone like Louie did that? Is because he got asked if he wanted to go do this small video game show, his arcade show. It doesn't make any sense. He was doing the Moda Center. Yeah. Like but, doesn't make. But any do you know sense. why? I know why. He, no one has told me this, but I know exactly why, without a doubt, why he said yes. It's because he's a comic, one hundred percent inside his heart. Yeah. Through and through. And he just, without thinking about it, he just said yes. Yeah, let's go do a show. And then when he got there, he was like, "Oh, why'd I say yes to this?" Right. But that's most so of our shows. That's, yeah, and it, <laughs> yeah. it is. But like someone of that magnitude doesn't have to do it. He just said that because he's he's a, a comic. comic through and through. Like yeah. what's what's impressive and that's is why he did he it. went there, he saw what it was, and still went up. Yeah, he yeah, that was that was fucking. Yeah. That's like because yeah. <laughs> I've had some comic. I've hosted Ground Control. I've done Ground Control a oh, yeah. bunch. Yeah, it's, and you're <laughs> like it's. It's fucking a dog fight. Yeah, like, it's, it's weird. Rough. That's, it's that's weird. one of the Especially few I haven't been to yet. Yeah, I haven't been to that one either. Dude, I can't imagine watch, it being. I've seen out. all of our friends do mediocre, but try their hardest. Because well, you're essentially shouting over the arcade, yeah. right? Yeah, and you yeah. don't you don't know if people could hear you. You can't hear you, and you can't gauge response. Yeah, because of Tron's in the background, or right. just fucking Galaga's playing, or whatever it is. You can't tell, and 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 you're off because. You're yelling your best jokes, 
So, and so like, there's no subtlety. So, so mm-hmm. you you forget the timing and the the rhythm, the the cadence, and maybe how your voice is supposed to sound. You're like, especially you know, for you, you're such a soft spoken. Yeah, soft spoken guy. So like all my jokes, I'm just like yelling, and I'm like, that's not how that joke goes. Yeah. <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's all fucked up. But that, yeah, yeah, I can just imagine you up at a mic going, yeah, I look like two fat cats <laughs> back to back. Yeah. Do you know what doing that uh, ground control reminds me of? It reminds me of uh, just watching. It reminds me of skits and Family Guy because they this they like yell things out in Family Guy. It's just like every joke is forced and yelled in Family right, Guy, and right. that's how I feel like performing in Ground Control is. Even though it's Have you very Orville yet, very that's fun. Right. That just I feel like that's how it is. It's just like you have to yell and be forceful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I watched one episode of Orville. I dig it. You like it? I need I to watch do. more then. I gotta watch more too. I've I've watched like four or five. It's fun. I mean, it's it's not gonna last, but it's fun. <laughs> That's what they said about American so. Dad, and look where. Oh, <laughs> it did get signed up for a second season. Uh, the Orville? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. But that you know, um, like I learned how to be a comic because I had I, I my curse my thing that I would say to other comics if you're trying if you're in a city. And you feel like you're struggling. It's like maybe ch- try. It. That's why I, I felt like I got as Dude, far. Dude, I love that story. By I got the as way. far That's a as really I could great story. with with what I had, and I knew I wasn't gonna make. But I love comedy so much. I knew I wasn't gonna make it if I stayed in Chicago. I knew I was gonna be in my head about my peers and never grow because I was a, too afraid of bombing when I should have been bombing in front of these people. But I never got. So I decided to go to a place where I didn't know anybody and be myself for the first time ever because i didn't know anybody so i don't know how i don't know how to fuck up because i didn't this is my first place i've ever got to actually i I work at helium i've worked at harvey's i've worked i've worked i I got into clubs here i was like holy crap is harvey's back open yet yes and it's but i was like but like but you know me and alex worked at harvey's but like but like i never got i got maybe i opened i did a guest set for my friend who was hosting in chicago and that was my like that was my like sizzle reel in my head that was like my oscar moment sure. was doing a three minute guest set in front of <laughs> steve Byrne at the addison improv in, in like you know illinois i'm like i'm like oh my god i think this is this well, that dude, was my at that time that is uh, like don't downplay that at that time that was huge for you this is yeah. probably the biggest thing you've done right and then he and then i was riffing with some uh, stupid things that you learn later like i was doing crowd work on a three minute set Ooh, but then, no. but it was fine because I'm right. so. I, I what people have always like about me, they're like, like you're very likable. You can talk to people, and it doesn't feel like you're gonna make fun of them. That's right. what always people always said about me. And so I talked to this guy, and then the headliner went on, and he also talked to the guy because the guy was just super interesting. And I go, I felt really good about that because I'm like, oh, so well, yeah. He, I mean, that's good because it was like, uh, that's where his mind went, and he's a professional. And he's, so he was watching you, my. He watched yeah, my set, yeah, and, and that, he's like, oh, that yeah, guy is. Yeah, because it's like two like great minds and he was and he was the first headliner that i ever got nervous around because uh my friend was hosting he's like yeah you're just just, my friend's funny he'll just do three minutes before you but he goes and then he goes yeah yeah he was sitting there and he's steve Byrne in a suit and he was just like he's like yeah okay i I don't say anything for my show so don't don't freak out but i'm and he just sat down and he just went over his set Mm. but he was so quiet and he wasn't like that was my first like oh this is work Mm -hmm. i forgot like some people like have to know Opening mid, how to sustain? You're talking about the C and B stuff. That stuff's hard for a comic doing 45 minutes in front of a crowd. Like, 
to sustain for 45 minutes to convention. Oh, yeah. like to do 45 minutes to That's an a hour long fucking time dude it sounds like nothing you're like i work 8 hours a day i can do 45 minutes no, or an hour not when it comes it's to really hard you have like, to keep no, people no, no. like i get it yeah. like please please don't don't think that i don't oh, understand oh no 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 i, I know i know but i'm just a comic like i i get it fucking crafting an hour crafting an hour and a half like it's fucking hard i i just Certain comics can do it right, and certain comics should probably work something out before they literally walk on stage. And I don't want to shoot myself. You know what? Fuck it. Hannibal sometimes has weak shit, and he calls himself out. It's like the old Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, he does, and I've seen him do You know what I mean? Where Mitch Hedberg fucking would go out, he'd tell a joke, tell his one-liners, and then be like, that shit fucking sucks. I'm not going to put that in there. That becomes funny because that becomes Mitch Hedberg. Mm -hmm. Hannibal Burris is different. And, like, although he's doing a 90-minute set, and I literally appreciate 75 minutes of it. But then when is it appropriate for him to introduce the new stuff? Go to a fucking mic. All these other comics we talked about, go to mics. They go and do these features. They do these... He does. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does, yeah. He does, but like that's when you get to a certain level, you get to do and that. You get to like you get to put that weak shit in the middle, that stuff you're trying out in the middle or towards the like beginning, you know. Watch this that watch that documentary I guess I comedian. So there's a scene where like after Jerry Seinfeld gets rid of his twenty year act, right? He goes on stage and He's like working through a bit. He's like, you know, I don't like when people have these small dogs. And he's like, you know, the small dogs. And was like, Lopso Opso or Schnauzer. And he's like, it doesn't matter. And he goes, and he's trying to think about it. And the one woman in the crowd goes, is this your first gig? Mm-hmm. And they laugh. And he's like, yeah. And he goes, yeah, that's very funny. He goes, he goes, uh, sometimes it's just, comedy's just this. Comedy just me trying to figure it out. You sure. have to, you have to remember that Hannibal. That. Han- hold on, fucking dumb. I understand I that, but you have to un- you have to understand that Hannibal. I, we're not talking down. I feel like we're talking. You think you were talking? About, we're not talking down to you. We're like, we're, no, no, no. I want to hear what Randy. We're has unpacking. To say. The thing is, is that Hannibal goes and does a ninety minute set at sure. the Aladdin. Okay, mm-hmm. Hannibal cannot do fifteen mics prior to that. He can do Why maybe not? one to enter because he's got a tour. And make money and show up for shows. And also, he's a touring comic. Also, mics are full TV of comics spots. that are going to like give him a skewed perspective right. of what that is because they're, they're going to be so excited to see it. Right. I I feel that that's a better. Perspective, he can't he can't sure. workshop an entire joke at mics when he's got a tour and be in movies and TV and commercials. But also, there is like the audience perspective, the people that are not comics. Even though you understand comedy, I'm or, not. A comic. Right, you're not a comic. Yeah. So there's certain things where, like, when you're just an audience member, you're not thinking on this, like, comedian, like, like with a comedian mind. You're thinking, like, right. entertain me, entertain me, entertain me. Which I get that side and of it. And that's what you're there for, so it's right. not wrong for them to think that. Right. I'm not exactly so, coming from that perspective. And and, okay. and I, I didn't say you were. I said an audience member. is. But that's in, so cool is, that is you're such like, a big fan that you think that he is better than the material that he's doing. But that's such, that's a, yeah, such that a cool is, thing. That is I don't know if you're placating me or what, but like I don't I placate do people. I'm just that. people always like, make fun of me because I'm this nice. Like yeah, I'm just really nice to people. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> That's probably why I don't get I, booked I, that much. I do. I fucking love <laughs> Hannibal Burris. I think he's brilliant, and watched him 
you know, as long as I could feasibly watch him, as long as shit was available. Um, and, and I've never been disappointed in any of the shows I've ever seen him do, but there were definitely parts where it was like, where it was like, he almost wanted to like sit down, take a break, but he was like, oh, but these people paid for this. I got to talk. So it's a 90 minute set. Yeah, exactly. So, so billet billet as a 75 minute set so that we have, you know, when we get that extra 15 minutes of, you know, well, I'm not going to say not gold, but I, I, well, I don't know. He's actually a bad example because I've never not left it being like, well, that was shit. Right? If you were entertained, that's the whole point. Yeah. Just like, yeah. if anything, you're like, you're like, yeah, oh man, like I can't I wait look to at see. It like a movie, like fucking any movie I've ever seen ever, there's going to be plots of it where yeah. I'm going to be disappointed. That's fine. Or not but necessarily you, disappointed. But, but you're going like, to come back and see like, him when he comes back again, right? You're going to see the next Hannibal Burris thing, right? I don't think so. No? I don't think I'll go see him live again. Well, I mean, no? you've seen him a couple of different times. Yeah. So it's like, and I'm proud of him. Yeah, and you. And I've, so, I've watched. Yeah. I've watched him come up because, like, like I said, I remember when he was like, comics, comics to look for. So I know we're going long, but it's, it's so funny thinking about like the things that you get gifted as comedy. That's how you're such. I can tell you, you're such a big fan of comedy when you get gifted. When that's a gift, when you get given, and it's not just like dude, two, it was tic- two tickets for two, me to be able to go see that dude live. You know, that's that's the way you know a comics I mean? talk. Like you know what you know how non comics talk. Like oh, I got two tickets to Helium this weekend. Who's yeah. who's going? I don't know. Right. I'm, but I'm on Friday early, so we can go get plastered afterwards. You talk like someone that like I'm going to see Hannibal Burris. That's yeah. what how comics talk about that. That's how people like. Even if you're just a comedy nerd and a comedy junkie, that's how we all we all started that way. Mm-hmm. That's how we all got into this thing. I mean, I have a weird story where I got my mom bought me and my girlfriend at the time uh, front row tickets to Bill Cosby and oh, yeah. got me a hotel room, which in Pre- retrospect pre-rapey. is a weird combination of Bill Cosby and hotel room. Right. Like it's, like, it's like, oh, I don't want to, this feels weird. <laughs> my mom making me do something sexually I don't want to do. It's like, yeah, have your girl. She was like, she was basically like, mm, you're going to have sex with her, right? Like, mm, I guess, I guess. Like I kept, you're gonna like, I kept thinking I mean, like, not my house, so have a hotel room. I was like, I was like, I, I didn't mean to, but I thought about my mom. Like, my mom bought me a sex room for the night. This is, very, I just saw Bill. Co- I didn't know Bill Cosby was that way, but like, I'm like, this Maybe is very mind, weird. Like, Take a cue from Bill. I've heard things. Yeah, yeah right. But that was that's that weird thing I was. But so you on your show, you do the best, like the worst show and the best show, right? We're getting there. Okay, let's not do that yet. I don't know but... if you weren't like if you were running out of time because we're going long. No, no, we, no we're going. It's your long. schedule. You you've you've become a you've become a a two parter. Okay. At this point, I worry yeah. about it because no, we're we're probably gonna do another half hour. Okay, so that's fine. We're good. I was worried that we're like nah. No, it's it's if you're. I mean, we could do this for two more hours if you want to. Yeah, it's fine. Probably I, just, not. I was making sure. Probably not. <laughs> Randy's got think, Randy's got commitments. No. <laughs> He's got people that love him. Jono has commitments too. Yeah, you I got have, people that I love you. Yeah. School. I have school tomorrow. I have a bed. And by school, I literally I just mean a job because yeah. I'm I I like to pretend like I'm a kid, but I'm. A 36-year-old fat man who has a job to go to in the morning. Aren't you proud of yourself when you get to work on time? Doesn't that feel good? <laughs> it, feel, it feels real good. And if you Especially have... being a non-driver, I'm like, 
I made the bus. You know, and it even makes that moment better is when you have your lunch already ready and packaged. You're yeah. like, fuck yeah, I'm a fucking adult. Isn't it about like, bother with it? You're talking about adult thing. You're like, you're like, dude, it feels give give yourself more chances to be an adult. I'm not saying you don't, mm-hmm. but I'm like, dude, you work at a restaurant, but like, like, come home to a made bed, dude. Fucking feels great. There it is. There <laughs> Sliding it is. into a so bed I, that's food, made. Food, food aside, coming home to a made bed that you just get to fucking push your own I garbage li- self into. I live with oh, my girlfriend. So she makes a bed every single day. Isn't every, that great, though? Day. Does she really? Yeah. I isn't, hope that, isn't that great? Yeah. Isn't that great feeling? You're like... <laughs> I help like, her. Look, <laughs> look at this. You. It's like it's like it's like a sta- it's like when you see a play and then the curtains open. That, but it's sleep. Like that's what that's what's making the bed Honestly, is. It's you, so great. Honest, I don't like a made bed. Oh, you are it. no, you're wrong. No, 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 no. I am not wrong. Uh, David, it's your preference. Same team. Same team. No, no, it's no, your no, preference. Team. I get it. Subjectively, you're no. not wrong because that is your life. But I love a made bed. Made bed's but, great. But Can't, when I get into it, if you went to a I hotel room it, and like, the bed no, wasn't made, you'd be like, I, know. I fucking want to go. I'll yeah. fuck this no. up and then I just fuck it up. And to me, because it's like, like it's bad. like, like I don't just, I don't just like slide into the nicely made bed and be like, I'm comfortable. No, I gotta go in there and like pull the covers and just make it all garbage real quick. I gotta like uh, underpit the. That's I gotta why... underpit the pillows for like twenty minutes. You're like, God, yeah, uh, yeah get in there. That's yeah. why I don't like it. It's because you got to do all that stuff. It's already what do you done. Mean, do all of it. It's yeah, fun. No, it's no, it's already done. That my pillows already wadded up and smashed the way oh, I like it. This is basically like, Chumba and Wumba. Yeah, now. the fucking <laughs> the the bed is already like mind? lopsided. Like it's all fucking like lumpy. Why is like, your there's bed a pill- lopsided? Because it's That's my weird. bed. <laughs> Look at me. Fuck you. It's my bed. <laughs> and I'll if, have a. <laughs> can I can I grab the wheel and steer this podcast back in its normal direction? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> no. it's not yours. You can't. It's ours. <laughs> I do have a question for David though. Okay, then is hold on. Lumpy, weird bed? <laughs> Not at all. I don't know. But... Not at all. Okay. Okay, it's a two-parter. Love you, Rhea. Sure. Uh, what? What was Take what got you into pain. comedy? <laughs> and who were your influences at that time? Uh what got me into comedy? Wait a minute. So, as a kid, growing up with with the Latino parents, I was never allowed to speak out of turn, and by that I mean speak at all. Mm. And so I was. Do you a have quiet... siblings, by yeah, the way. I have a brother and a sister. They're both younger. I'm the oldest. Uh, I was meant to be a, I was, I don't know if I, I wasn't planned, but I was, I was meant to be the proper amount of everything. Like I was supposed to be like dressed in a suit. I had a bowl cut and like weird. So doing stand up actually gave me a chance to know, it sounds cheesy, but like it had gave me a chance to finally figure out what kind of person I was outside my parents' upbringing of mm. me. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. It's like, who am I? But I, I know I'm their son. I know I'm this Catholic kid that got confirmed and other sort of, but it always messed with my the back of my head. It's like, why am I doing this? Because I love them. That's why I'm doing it. So did you see? So for for me, to do comedy right. was just was just a moment to be like, but wh- who am I outside of them? That's so, that was my kind of thing. Are they did in you Chicago? Th- by the way, is that is that where you were born? Is that where you were raised? I was born as born in the United States. I'll say that. That's not what I'm saying. I'll say that. That's okay. all he wants to say. Yeah. Right, um, so that said, the like artistic outlook that you that you took on was obviously comedy. Did you were you naturally attracted to that because it was so much of you being able to express yourself? Like what what was it what was it about comedy that did it for you? Was it was it that aspect of being the first able to thing, speak? The first thing I ever saw 
the first thing I ever like saw comedy was Eddie Murphy Raw, and the first thing I ever heard of comedy yes. was Richard Pryor's Greatest Hits. Okay. Yep. My, my uncle gave that to me, and I'd never heard anyone confidently know who they were 100% in both cases. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I wanted that for myself because I didn't know who I was. And I was, I was like, but who am I? Like, mm-hmm. wh- I know I, I know I like music. I know I like certain things, but I didn't have a clear definition of who David Muscora was. And that scared me. That mm-hmm. scared me to death. And I thought that these guys know they must be on some kind of path of self-realization. That's okay. what I want to do. Okay. So Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor were kind of the, the and two also drivers. being also being not the people. I would say like also coming from a stance of like being from people that are impoverished and being not in power also was very intriguing to me because I felt like I'd been pushed. My parents had been put down for being having accents or being brown. And that really bugged me, but I didn't know how to come out and say that and how sure. to how to protest that or how to be like, no, this is fucked up. I never had that kind of power until I learned mm-hmm. about stand-up comedy. Okay. Does that make sense? I, is that too serious? That is it's all. Crazy. We can go now. I'll, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. That's great. I'm glad that happened. Um, I'm, I'm totally on the same path, except for I'm fucking generic white guy. But we were, but like you, how how do you know how? There's not, there's not that, there's not that beatnik way, like get, like get in a car, hitchhike across America anymore. How do you figure out who you are? How do you figure out what kind of, what kind of person you are if you're putting into stress, stressful situation? Right. And I thought stand up was like, it seemed to be the most exciting and the most real way to figure out who you right. are. You have to find your own version of that, like beatnik. Your you know what I'm talking about, though? Yeah, but that's yeah, what it yeah. is. For, for me, it was punk rock and I started, music. Yeah, yeah. I did poetry when I started because I, I was into Because yeah. that was my first way. Because I also had a lisp. And that sucks when you can't talk and when people feel bad when you say words. Yeah. When you when people look at you like, oh, he's going to fuck this up. That's literally my life now. Yeah. No, it's I, horrible. I it's scary. Oh, yeah. No, Sorry. I, I relate. I mean, I had a... I still, every once in a while, I mean, I had, grew up with a stutter. It sucks. Yeah. Especially speaking Spanish. Yeah. Tu eres, you know, that's the worst. It's the fucking worst. And then people always call you beaner, but then stuttering beaner is way worse. Yeah. And yeah, they just call you like refried beans. Yeah. It's just all some kind of weird racist remix. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Refried beaner? Yeah. Refried beaner. Yeah. That's. That's what a stuttering that's beaner is. It's because that's it's all like really funny though. Sorry. It that's um, but that's the thing I we're would trying never, to never I would never use that as a racial slur, but it might be your new tag for this show. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. I'm joking. But that's what um, it was. It was just com- it was coming from a part it was coming from a point where I didn't know how to, how how do you Fine. How do you really find out who you are in this day and age? Well, and in 2008, think so, about 2008. That's not too far ago. That's not too far long ago. Like, like you just got to, I just wanted to know who I was. I had done improv before and I did not yeah. like improv. I knew yeah. I was like, oh, I'm not a, I'm not a Christian well, I, weirdo I, I, kid. Like, <laughs> whatever, this feels like heaven's gate. I what did, is this? I did, I did, I did improv in high school. I did fucking, I, I did, this is the first time I'm admitting this. The podcast. Go on. <laughs> Say the words. Say the words. Show us on the sketch where the yes and <laughs> you. <laughs> I did mine in my church group. You okay. did? Wow, that's awesome. It's not awesome. Yes, no, it is. I what was your? Did you write? Did you write? What was your first cool. improv? I want to know this. What was your first improv sketch or first improv scene that you did in your Christian group? Like 
church group. It, well, we didn't do improv in the Christian church group. I did improv in high school. What was oh, your so, first scene in high school? Then? Yeah, what was the first scene? We didn't do a scene. I I never performed in high school. I was just part of the class. It was. I thought you were gonna be so like the first. It game was a we movement. Played was yeah. <laughs> um, but you did like the whole thing. Like, did you guys like mime? Like, what was being yeah. on the cross? And yeah. Stuff? Did you do yeah. any? Did you do did any? You wear white face and everything. Yeah. That's were, awesome. He, did you say he wears white face? Yeah. Isn't he always wearing white face? Yeah. No, white <laughs> her face. Jono, oh, <laughs> by the way, if you ever want to do anything artistic, you have to embrace what you did in the past. You have yeah. to. Oh, if thanks, you, Randy. Thanks I'm just for saying, the life advice. If you reject it. If I ever want to do anything artistic, because I haven't done anything artistic up to now. It's going to be like that story of Jesus and you know uh, was Kelly Richardson's in the room right now. Who was it? Is it Richard? Is it? What's the disciple that gets that gets? He's like, you're gonna, you're gonna. No, he goes, you're gonna deny me three times before Peter. He goes, that's what you're doing to Randall. He's like, he's like, you just gotta be yourself. And you're like, whatever. Like that's what you're happening. You're denying him three times, but he's on no, the I'm complete. I'm, dude, I'm a fucking open book. I talked about everything on this podcast. This is except this for the improv thing. Space. Yeah. Has, have you ever? Ta- I forgot thing. about it. I actually you totally blocked it out. That's that's that's, 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 that's called. Called. I did, dude. I boxed out a lot of shit. There's some things you just. Push way the fuck out yeah. of your mind by doing miming stuff. You just push it. Were you a mime too? Uh, where where were you literally like a minute and a half ago? I talked about that. I didn't hear it. I was too busy thinking That's about my sad. About. That was my sad. Like I'm. I do it because I didn't know English. Like that was my story. <laughs> that I was. Doing. Why you do comedy? Because I you, didn't know how to read. Yours is better. <laughs> yours, is better. <laughs> yours is so much better. So um, I'm like, I, I'm sorry I didn't think about a white guy being a mime. A white like, guy white, being whiter. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that can happen. I'm, goddamn, America is the greatest country in the world. <laughs> Where a white guy can aspire to be a whiter guy. God bless America, right? Apple pie. In the eyes of the Lord. Yeah, yeah. that's good. So Gosh, I'm sorry. Real quick, you have, okay, I know you talked earlier about starting out being a one-liner comic. You have my favorite one-liner of any comic. What is that? Uh, do you? We'll think- find out right after this break. We'll be right back. Well, it could be bad. It could be sad. Could be a thing you find hard to swallow. Might make you laugh. Might make you cry. Might be a thing you forget about tomorrow. But when all is said and done, we hope you had some fun. One reason that you would is that this might be, this might be good. It's the River City Podcast Federation.